Six feet is dry. Let's get cozy and comfortable and get ready to hear some. Enlightening, empowering, and inspiring talk on the virtual couch. Letitia's virtual couch. Hello, and welcome to Letitia's virtual couch. Now, today's episode, I want to get into the topics of friendship. Now, I've told you guys that I would bring topics to you that are in the headlines, are in the blogs, and put a little mental health spin to it. Now, I don't know about you, but I love watching the Housewives of Atlanta. And I've been seeing a little, um, some few things that have been kind of ruffling my feathers, or I should say, making the hair of the back of my neck stand up when I look at some of the interactions. I want to know from you, how do you guys feel about what's been transpiring between Nene and the rest of the castmates? And have some of those things rang a bell to you or for you? And do you have any quote unquote friends like that? So when I come back after these messages, I want to get into the topic of friendships and more toxic friendships. And when it's time to cut those cords and those strings and say good riddance. So please stay tuned. Welcome back. Let's get more into the topics of friendships and I should say toxic friendships and when it's time to say adios. Now, I will say this. We all have played the role of being probably a bad friend. None of us are perfect. We've all done things in our friendships that we wish we could take back. But once we realize that we did those things through communications or just plain and simple growth, we make amends and we most of, more than likely not do those things again. So I was reading an article in Reader's Digest and it's entitled Nine Clear Signs You're in a Toxic Friendship. The first one, you keep good news to yourself. Now we all know with our friendships, I know at least for me, anything that's good happening for me, I want to tell my friends because I know they're going to applaud me Um, and not just good things, but bad things too. But in this instance, good news, you always want to share with people that you love and who've supported you and who've most likely um, were very influential and in that good news because a job promotion, you know, you may have um, received advice from your friends and um, to go on that job interview or to take certain courses to um, be able to to make that achievement. Number two, you never have a chance to speak. Now, I'm not gonna lie, I can definitely be a chatterbox and my friends, we all know that I can too. However, I'm not gonna hog the conversation and I will say a lot of my friends, we do that. We even actually laugh because sometimes we're talking over each other. But each and every one of us always have a chance to share what's going on with us, whether it's good or bad. So definitely give your friends time to speak 
without cutting them off. And if you do apologize and, you know, listen. So I think one of the most important things of any relationship is communication and effective communication is one and where we are listening, even times when it's things that we don't want to hear. Because if you have friends and they're really your true friends, there are going to be times when you're going to bump heads, you're going to have conflict, but the strength of that relationship is going to be in how you can resolve that conflict through effective communication. Okay. You feel like you're in a fishbowl. Okay. So if you feel like you've always been um, constantly criticized and being demeaned, don't think that would be the friend for you and someone who's always judging you. Now, again, we are going to have friends who are going to tell us the truth. At least I will hope so. And I'm definitely that friend. I tell my friends all the time, if you want to know the truth, then, you know, you can ask me. If you don't, please don't get me involved in it because I'm going to be the friend who is going to tell you the truth is I would expect the truth to be told to me as well. Okay. You make bad decisions around her. Now I said around her, but I will say him or her because um, this doesn't only apply to women. So if you feel that you are always making bad decisions and bad choices around this particular friend or friends, they may not be a good friend to you because um, there is a lot of situations that we can get into that have lifelong consequences and even death. Say, for instance, you go with a friend and you are at the wrong place at the wrong time. You know what I'm saying? Um, I know I bring this up because it's something that's happened recently, but we don't know all the ins and outs of it yet. But Nipsey Hussle's friend who was the driver. Now, she said that she didn't know what she was going for. Um, however, I don't know. Like I said, there's still new developments in this case, but I'm just bringing that up to say you just never want to be around people who are always in trouble or doing bad things or making bad choices. Even if she didn't know, um, I would say, you know, look at the person's character. Um, are they always into things? Um, so you can make an informed decision if you want to be around them because what they do can affect us as well. He's just not reliable. And that goes for her too, but it says he's just not reliable. Is this a friend that you're always there for them, but they're not there for you? Are they reliable? Did they say that they were going to do something and they didn't do it? Now, I'm not trying to say that you don't have any right to change your mind because I do that all the time because it has to work for me. But if they're a real friend, they will understand that. But it doesn't happen all the time. In any relationship, there will be sacrifices and friendships. You definitely have to sacrifice and we have to put ourselves aside sometimes to come to our friend's aid. Your friendships is one-sided. So that goes what I just said, basically. Are you always there for them and they're never there for you? Um, are they a good listener? Um, are they dependable? So definitely, you will definitely want to make sure your friendship isn't one-sided. 
He's clingy like seaweed. I thought this was funny. Do you have friends who are needy? You cannot move without them needing to know where you are, always coming around. Um, are they possessive? Do they try to control um, other people that you have in your life, whether it be intimate relationships or other friendships? You definitely want to look at that. Um, that's kind of um, single white female. If you've seen that movie back in the day, it um, came out in the 90s. Um, that's like a red flag for me. I know I'm a person that's, um, I'm free spirited, but I do like structure, but anyone that is clingy where they feel like they have to talk to me every day, that's not going to be a good friendship for me <laughs> because first of all, I'm too busy. Second of all, I am very autonomous. I've been autonomous since I was a little kid. So I've never been a needy child. I've always been a leader in my own right. So I want friends who are also autonomous as well, okay? She's a Debbie Downer. Now, I would say this, and that goes for him too, if he's a Debbie Downer or a, a Daniel Downer, <laughs> I would say. Um, are they always negative? Are they, do they feel like they are um, seem bitter? Um, do they seem like they are Eeyore where they have a dark cloud over them all the time and always complaining? I will tell you this, I call these emotional vampires. You definitely do not want friends who are always negative. It sucks the very life out of you. And please don't be that yourselves. Even times when I may be going through something, I always wanna make sure, um, well, first of all, your friends should be there when you're going through something, I will say that. But is it all the time? <laughs> is it all the time? And so you definitely want to make sure you're not giving off that energy and that you're not always receiving that energy, okay? So those were the nine signs of toxic friendship. So you definitely want to pay attention to that. I am going to come back with more right after this, so please stay tuned. The discussions on this podcast is for informational purposes only. If you find yourself becoming triggered by any topic, please refrain from listening and reach out to your nearest emergency room or dial 911. If you desire to seek therapy in the future, please Google and find your nearest therapist in close proximity to you. Thank you. This is your girl, Letitia, coming to you from the virtual couch. I want to take a little bit of your time today to discuss how to find the right therapist. Now, like with anything, your hairstylist, your gardener, your medical doctor, it may take a few tries before you find the right fit. Finding the right therapist is no different. So stay the course and don't give up. Also, I want to empower you to ask questions. Do not feel like you're being intrusive by asking questions because guess what? This is the person that's going to lead you and guide you towards your healing. And this is a very important partnership. So I will say this even as a therapist myself, if a therapist becomes offended 
by any questions that you may have, just like with any other individual that I discussed before, like your doctor, your gardener, whoever, someone, you know, working on your home. If they become offended, you're probably not going to hire them, right? Exactly. Your therapist is no different. So don't feel offended. Don't be offended by the degrees and the licenses and yes, all those hard things we worked for, but we're here for you. And so it is your right to ask every question you need to ask to make sure it is the right fit for you. And again, it may take a few tries. And again, it doesn't mean that you're a bad person or that therapist is a bad person either. It just means that, you know what, they may not be the right person to guide you on your journey. Um, so I want to leave you with a, free, a few resources. Uh, psychologytoday.com is a resource where you can view various therapists and you can even input your area by your zip code, your city and your state to find the therapist nearest you. You can also go to therapyforblackgirls.com and therapyforblackmen.org. Please seek these resources out. They are awesome. There are some wonderful very experienced therapists on these sites, some of which are my beautiful colleagues, and I know the hard work that they do, and they are waiting to hear from you. Okay, so I'm not going to take any more of your time because I know you can't rush to, can't wait to get to that computer, right? And search out that therapist. So I'm not going to say anything further. If you want to Tell me about your experience. I would love to hear about it. Please email me at virtualcouchpodcast1 at gmail.com. And happy hunting. Take care. Did y'all enjoy the break? Now find your spot on the virtual couch. And get ready to hear our girl Letitia drop some more gems on ya. Drop some more gems on ya, Letitia. Now, as I viewed the Real Housewives of Atlanta, I've noticed one thing, like in most all of the episodes, is when Nene has been going through something, in which we all know if we viewed it, she's been going through um, her husband's cancer diagnosis, which I'm pretty sure can be very traumatic. I've never gone through that. Um, I've gone through a family member having cancer, but never a spouse. So I know that is very traumatic and it's very hard for someone to deal with. And as I've seen, all of her friends have totally been there for her. But I always see her resort to that when someone else is having an issue or it's their day overshadowing them. And one of the questions that I I would always um, ask as I was watching, how are they allowing this? And like time and time again, you know, she would berate them. She would demean them. She would say some hurtful things, you know, um, even body shaming pregnant women. Like, uh, when have you seen a skinny pregnant woman? And when I mean skinny, like, come on, they're going to gain weight. They're, they're giving life one of the most beautiful things that I think anyone on this earth can do. Um, and I don't see her reciprocating 
what she's been given. And so, um, you know, as a therapist, I look at everything and and I kind of was dissecting like, okay, but what is wrong with those quote unquote friends who are allowing that? So I think we need to be able to work on ourselves a lot of the times to recognize when we are actually being abused because a lot of times abuse is not going to look like outright abuse. And then sometimes our love that we have for someone can sometimes supersede the love that we actually have for ourselves, which it shouldn't be because you can love someone from a distance. Um, I've said it before, even your own family, sometimes you have to cut those people off and does it have to be uh, forever? Absolutely not. But um, I would say the ball would have to definitely be in their court on if I am going to allow them back into my circle again. And I mean, that's everyone. I do not discriminate when it comes to my peace of mind and when it comes to people respecting me because that is a reflection of how I look at myself, how I value myself. I value myself so much to where I would rather be alone and at peace than be in a crowd of people who I feel that are going to be abusive to me because ultimately that is going to damage me. So um, I wanted to just add that if you have anyone in your circle who is like that, you definitely have to let that person go. And sometimes it have to be your own family. Now I would say it's easier said than done. I will definitely say that it is definitely easier said than done, but sort of evaluate if um, I would say make a pros and cons list. I have clients do that all the time when they're making a hard decision, a difficult decision in their life. I always instruct them to make a pros and cons list and just see where it lands them. Do they have more pros or do they have more cons? Now, also, I was reading an article in Women's Health, and it was 13 signs that you're in a toxic friendship. And this is so funny. How to GTFO, and I'm not going to spell out what it means, but you may um, probably realize what that means. <laughs> GTFO, so how to, whatever, I'm not going to say the curse word. <laughs> But I thought that was very, very funny. So I'm going to breeze through these real quick. I thought was interesting. Some of them may overlap from the, the list that I gave you before. You're giving more than you're getting. So we kind of covered that before. It has to be reciprocal, I'm telling you. And that's any relationship. If you feel like you're giving more, and I'm not trying to say sometimes in a relationship, you may give more because at that time they may need more and then vice versa. But it's not all of the time. Because in any relationship, you're going to have waves where I may be getting more in this season because of what's going on with me, right? That happens in a marriage all the time. But I'm talking about something that is habitual and that's always occurring. You no longer trust them. Now, again, in any relationship, trust is key. Without trust, you have no foundation. You have no relationship whatsoever. If I don't trust you, there is nothing for us to continue to have a relationship for. Okay? You dread checking your phone. I think this is funny. Have you ever had a friend where every time they call, you push ignore? Now, I'm not trying to say those times when you're busy. But if you have a relationship a friendship where you dread them calling you, I think you need to evaluate that again because I will honestly say, and I know I have friends listening to this, 
I enjoy every one of my friends when we talk on the phone. I love our conversations and they know that. We have a ball. We spend the um, time on the phone for hours joking, laughing, talking about business, talking about God. And I enjoy all of my friends. Otherwise, you wouldn't be my friend. So none of my friends that, that are listening have to worry about this because trust me, and I know you guys all know me, you would not be a friend of mine if there were any inkling that you wasn't loyal and that I dreaded every time talking to you. It just wouldn't happen. You don't enjoy spending time with them. So that kind of um, is associated with what I just said before. I love spending the time with my friends because first of all, we don't spend a lot of time with each other. Um, We're always busy. I'm always traveling in another state most of the time. And so, I would say that would be a red flag as well. You don't like yourself when you're with them. That is a biggie. If you feel like they're always passive aggressive, gossipy, messy, um, and every time you're with them, you feel like you are being sucked dry, you're tired, um, I would say look at that. Look at that relationship. Look at that friendship. And you may want to cut that cord because it sounds pretty toxic to me. You know that they're talking about you. I'm not going to say the word. So I will say this. There's a term that we probably all heard and it's called frenemies. And I would always laugh at that term. You know why? There would be no one in my circle that is a frenemy where I feel like we're friendly, but I know you're catty behind my back. There is no way. And so again, I would say, look at yourself. Why are you keeping a person around that you don't trust? Come on now, like that is a no-go for me. If I have to call you a friend of me, you are, you you have to exit. Matter of fact, you wouldn't even be in my door because I am a good judgment of character anyway. So I spot people in their their motives usually right away because I look at people um, with a side eye (laughs) when I first meet them anyway to see if they have any ulterior motives and, and what have you. So I would say a person who's talking um, um, about you behind your back, and I would say you probably won't know initially, but if you find out they are, I would say address them because of course, everyone deserves a fair shot. You know, none of us are perfect. And I think we've all said things, right? But I'm a person and my friends know, if I said it behind your back, I will tell you. And usually that's what I'm gonna do anyway. I'm not gonna talk behind your back. I'm gonna tell you because I'm very outspoken. (laughs) So. Um, The next one, you compete with them. That's another thing. Your friendships, relationships, you should not be competing. I feel that we are in this partnership together as friends because we want to see each other win. We are on the same team, so there is no need for me to compete with you. You're in your lane, I'm in mine, we join together, we're going to win together. Because there are certain things that are going to be for me that are not for you. And there's going to be certain things that are for you that are not for me. And that's fine. Because whatever our purpose is on this earth, that's what we're going to get. And so I don't want anything that is not for me. Because you know why? When we crave and when we get things that are not really for us... It is hard to keep them and it brings a lot of strife with them. And that's what people don't understand. When you are not anointed or blessed to have a certain thing, 
it's going to come with a lot of sorrow. And so I don't want it. So whatever is not for me, you can keep it. You can have it. And I would say blessings to you for that. You don't think they have good intentions. And so that kind of overlapped with something I said before. If they are talking behind your back, if they don't have good intentions, um, you know, if they are out to hurt you, I would say they're not a good friend and they need to be let go. You can't depend on them for their advice or basically say you can't depend on their advice. Okay. And I would say, well, it depends on if they're intentionally telling you something that is wrong versus someone who just don't have the necessary wisdom in that area. So I would say that if, if a person really don't know something, um, I would say that's different. And for me, if a friend asks me for advice for something, I will probably give them my two cents, but I'll always say, but make your choice because it affects you. Or if it's something that I just outright don't know, I will lead them to, um, in the direction of that so they can get information. Or I would just say, you know what? I don't know, but I can research or I just don't know. So I would, I would do that because I would never want to see any of my friends hurt or in a situation because I left them somewhere. You're embarrassed by their behavior towards others. Um, have you ever been to a, um, out with a friend who embarrasses you, um, drags you along into some trouble, um, or if they treat people wrong? You know, one of the things I've always heard is um, the person that you date. You always want to look at how they treat people who are beneath them or who can't give them anything. And I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. Look at how people treat other people who they may be quote unquote low on the totem pole or even yourself. I look at that, um, you know, in this day and age, everyone wants to be a celebrity or Hollywood. So I pay attention to how people treat me when they don't feel like I can do anything for them because you never know the tables turn real fast. And so I tell people, be careful how you treat people on the way up because you may meet them on the way down. Um, so I really look at that in my friendships. I don't say too much, but I look at how people treat me that they may not feel like I'm a big name or anything like that, which I don't think any of that matters because you don't know what your blessing can be wrapped in. You never know. And one thing I, w I don't do is I, bel you know, belittle people. I treat everybody from the janitor to a CEO of a company. And I've always been like that because I think that shows who you really are. And I've had people even come to me. It was like, you know, you treat me. I don't care who it is. It could be a janitor. It could be a housekeeper. It doesn't matter. I'm going to treat you like you're the president because they matter. You know, they're human. They matter. Um, and they matter to someone. They have families at home. So I always imagine what if that was my mother? You know, would I want someone to treat her like that? My grandmother or whoever. Would I want someone to talk to her out of the way? I wouldn't. You make excuses for them. Do you find yourself always making excuses for someone's behavior? That may not be a person who you will want to have yourself attached to. Birds of a feather flock together. I used to not believe that, but I'm going to tell you why I do believe it. Who you are and the company you keep don't matter. It does affect you. If it affects your reputation, um, it affects how others view you. It really does. So I would say if you're always making excuses for someone, you may want to reevaluate that friendship. Number 12, you feel used. Do you feel like you're always being used? Um, that they always come to you because they want something and I and 
you know, they're not dependable. So we said that before. So that kind of overlapped for what I said before. And lastly, number 13, you don't know why you're friends with them. Now that's a biggie. Have you ever asked yourself, and I've never been here before, why are you friends with someone? Do you, I mean, and sometimes I will say this, you do have to reevaluate your friendships and relationships often. That is one thing that I've learned because I believe in seasons. So in this, in this one, I would say you may use this when you are um, reevaluating your friendships because some people have outlived their season and that's okay. And when you keep people who you should let go, then that's when they become problematic in your life. It is nothing wrong with that. It just, they, they fulfill their time with you and it's okay. And when that happens, you don't have to go and talk behind their back secrets they've told to you because that's a pet peeve of mine. If I've ever told you something, no matter we mad or not, then you keep that because I've had things that people have told me that no one would ever know. I would take to the grave with me. Um, just because you're not friends with someone doesn't mean that you have to fall out and be nasty and messy and even more toxic because then that shows your character. So, um, yeah, I would definitely say, please take a look at yourself first. Take a look at the reflection in the mirror. And I think when we do more of that self-love, and when I say self-love, I'm not meaning self-absorbed and being conceited and arrogant. I mean, really and truly loving yourself, because when you do that, you are going to not have just anyone in your circle. You're not going to do anything. You're not going to take in drugs um, and anything like so your whole being, your whole being you're going to take care of. And I think sometimes we neglect the company that we keep. You know, we can work out, we can eat right, but sometimes we can have some very devilish people around us that can lead us in the wrong direction or can zap, you know, zap the very life out of us. So I wanted to leave you with that today. Please reevaluate your friendships, but also, and most importantly, make sure you are being the same type of friend that you expect another to be to you. So with that said, Love on yourself and each other, and God bless. Letitia's Virtual Couch.